1: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Bridge to You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Monique Russell, where we focus on promoting Black unity worldwide through conversations that help us understand ourselves and each other. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bridge to You podcast. I am your host, Monique Russell. Today I have in my chair the amazing Fatsani Dogani. She is an award-winning clinician and serves as a clinical lead in a critical care unit in one of the major hospitals in San Diego. She's also growing her healthcare consultancy business. And let me just tell you, This lady, her undergrad, her grad, her doctorate, all of her training is in the public health space. We're talking about nursing, public health, and epidemiology. What's so amazing about Fatsani is that she was born in Malawi and currently lives in California. But as a global citizen, she's lived in Ethiopia, Zimbabwe, and the United Kingdom. She goes by the adage that our experiences shape our opinions, and it is only through opening ourselves up to our biases that we can create the opportunities for discourse, and this will help us to forge ahead as a society. She admitted that she held her own biased opinions towards African Americans, and they were acquired through her own misguided misconceptions, and we're definitely going to get into a little bit more of that in today's conversation. I know it's gonna be an amazing topic and our listeners are gonna benefit so much with so much value. So Fatsani, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Monique, it's a pleasure
0: to be here. Yes, so I just wanna know, like of all the places, you've already lived in so many different places, but of all the places in the world, where would you want to be um, today and why?
1: You know what, it's actually a dream of mine now to go and live in Arusha, Tanzania, because I got a chance to visit it a couple of years ago and I fell in love with everything about it. The weather, just the people, everyone was so friendly. So I'm very open to always moving and that is a dream of mine. Apart from all the other countries I've lived in, I went and I saw a new country and I fell in love with it and I would love, love the opportunity to live there.
0: Oh my God, Tanzania, that is definitely a place on my list. I've never been there either, but I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, And so I want to jump into something that you shared in your bio around the whole bias, the bias that you had, and there was something that actually helped to Create that awareness for you to go a little bit deeper, so tell us a little bit more about you know this this bias you had towards African Americans like what did you feel? Where did it come from? like walk us through this experience
1: being from Africa and having he come here, I felt like i i work I worked pretty hard to get to where I was, and there was always something about where I was working, there weren't a lot of black people around and even the African Americans were not there. I wasn't seeing them. And I would ask myself, why is that the situation? So my conclusion was that oh, they don't work hard enough, or you know, they don't want it as 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 bad as I wanted to get to where I was. So that was my misguided misconception. And then at the same time as well, you're not then exposed to other African Americans. So the people that I'm around with or the people that I was around with were fellow Africans. And we kind of had similar opinions and similar thought processes because it was that lack of seeing other African-Americans within our workplaces. So we see other Africans from the continent and nobody from here. And so that is where my misconception would come from because I'd be like, well, if we can come from Africa and kind of like make it then how come I don't see other fellow black African-Americans trying to do the same or or aspiring to be the same? And that is where I think I then had to learn. And um, when I watched the documentary 13th on Netflix, that was a great eye opener. I mean, I knew about slave trade and I, I knew about slavery and so on from my African experience or from what I learned in school. But watching that documentary kind of like put a different lens to the African American lived experience. The opportunities were not the same. So it, it opened up my eyes to know that, you know, my lived experience having come from the African continent is different. We left Africa looking for better opportunities. So I think that exposure and that knowledge that I can seek out better opportunities and always knowing that I'm I'm running towards something better was where my experience came from. Whereas the African Americans here in the country don't necessarily have the same opportunities or it's not as it's not a free exposure like in a way they can't just decide to do what they do the system, you know, the systems are not set up to support them and learning that and knowing that my experience and their experiences are different. So I can't judge it the same way without judgment and lack of understanding of why the situation was the way that it was and I think it's it's a great opportunity for dialogue because I think if we all share our different experiences we can learn from each other and that's where I was like oh wow you know it's a it's a different way of living Mm. and then now I have um, I'm raising two black sons in America and that gives me another different layer of the experience because I came as an as someone from africa i grew up in africa i've lived in africa and then i come here with a different experience now my kids are being raised here mm-hmm. i can try and teach them my culture in the home but they are americans you know mm-hmm. they look at this yes. as us let let's even <laughs> <less> even <laughs> less even dive into that I, yeah
0: you, you said a lot of things that were really um, eye-opening that i want to kind of get into a little bit more and, okay. and one of them was around what you learned in school, uh, mm-hmm. what you learned in school about slavery and what you learned in school about African-Americans. So what were some of the things, like what, what did you learn in that experience?
1: So to, to be honest, because of my schooling being so split up over the different countries, I can say that um, my African history was learned uh, when I was in Zimbabwe, when I started high school in Zimbabwe. So that, we learned a lot about um, the slave trade in terms of people being taken away from the African continent. So it was from that aspect. And then we never really learned a lot of about what happened to those people once they got to America. Mm. So I did not really know the American history of it, the American slave trade history of it. I didn't, I didn't learn that in school. And then moving on to the UK, because Again, like high school was all scattered, so in a way, history was not a required subject. And um, because I was like midway through my high school, it was an option. I either choose geography or history. And because they were learning European history and so on, so I opted for geography. So even that part of it wasn't as stressed as you would think. But I was very knowledgeable with the African history of it. So. What I'm learning now is more about what really happened with slavery. And that is through my own need to educate myself more. So I don't know how many people out there are willingly going out to learn about the African-American experience through slave trade. And I think that's where the lack of understanding comes in because nobody wants to do the work to learn what really happened and why even with time, things that happened 400 years ago, they're still affecting African Americans now just because they were at a disadvantage for such a long period of time. So a lot of it is through my own knowledge and um, quite a bit of it is from school, but with school it was like, you know, this is what happened. They came, they took the slaves to go and work on their plantations, to improve their economies, to improve their lifestyle. So that's how I got And that to- was it. That was it, right? <laughs> that was
0: it. I, I think that is just so unique and interesting because you know, the history, we, we get it up to a certain point and, and then it's it's a bit fragmented. And then it kind of just falls off and we're left to fill in the gaps or fill in the blanks within our own experiences from what we hear or what we see and whatever conclusions. So when you talked about being at your place of work and not seeing a lot of black Americans at your place of work and then forming those conclusions that, okay, well, maybe they don't work hard or maybe they don't work as hard or, um, you know, just coming up with those. I think it's a great opportunity for us to, like you said, explore the history deeper, and it's 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 just all of our history, really. So, but there's something you you said not many people want to do the work, but for some reason you did, and you went a bit deeper. And that movie that you talked about, I kind of hear from you saying now that it just transformed a little bit of your, your thinking and your perspective around the whole black American experience. So what, what was that movie, um, about share with our listeners, what the movie was about and what, what caused you to go and see it? And then what,
1: what did you do next? Like what happened? So so basically, I don't know. I think I just saw it that it was coming up and, um, it's called 13th and it's talking about the 13th amendment to the constitution and how um you know there was the trying like getting rid of slavery and so on but then looking deeply and saying has slavery really been gotten rid of and then the um putting the connection with um the prisons like how now a majority of the based on the population of the black you know, how many black Americans make up the population and then how many of them are actually in prisons and it's it's a way of in a way I guess that kind of helped me understand how how calm there were You know, you have so many single moms, you have so many different layers to the African-American experience that was like, okay, so what's going on, what's happening? And watching that movie kind of like um, explained a little bit more what was going on in these different communities and how through one thing or another a lot more african americans were going into prisons and how just the way that the system is structured made it so much more difficult for them to make it once they came out or just made it so that even little little simple crimes would add up and then increase their period of time they're actually spending in jail so that would then explain to me that okay you've got You know, families that are being split up, women that are having to raise their own kids with the struggle of just being in lower socioeconomic environments and not having the same opportunities to send their kids to school and so on. So that somehow accumulates and adds up to the point to the point where. I don't come with that type of baggage, you know. So I have it easier in terms of seeking out different opportunities because I'm not struggling to be feeding my kids. So you you choose between sending kids to school or feeding them. So just the economic disempowerment that that created. So even though slavery was gone, it's not necessarily gone because there's different elements to the way society runs here. And um, so once I watched 13th, I think I, I then was open to the fact that you know I can't compare my experience so just because I'm black and I feel like I'm working harder my experience is so much more different I had more opportunities yes Malawi was colonized um, my parents were um, born during the time of colonization but then after that me and my siblings were all what they call born free in terms of it was after the colonization process mm. so So we were the born free period. And for them, education was very important. And they really sought out opportunities for us to go and um, go to school. So they didn't have the added pressure of a system that was built in a way against them from the get go. So That is where my eye opening came in and I was like, okay, so I can't be comparing myself to their lived experience, but I can seek to understand it and educate other people. So I shared to as many of my people that I could to say, you know what, you need to watch this documentary. And that opened up different ways. I mean, I think as a lot of my fellow Africans that I shared that documentary with were more open to the idea like, oh, wow, I didn't know this about the system, you know, because unless you're actively seeking out, you would really think that, oh, African-Americans are really lazy and not really look at why is it so So you just jump to conclusions based on your limited understanding. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. And uh, Yeah. I
0: mean, so powerful. So, 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 so powerful here. Um, Fatsani, what I love about what you said was seek to understand. And the whole takeaway about, you know, not comparing our experiences, even though we are within the Black uh, race, we have different experiences. And then understanding the history, understanding the different systems and structures, it gives us more space for compassion and understanding, and then gives us an even deeper thing. And what I really liked about what you said is you not only just watched the movie, but you shared it. (laughs) You shared it with people. Because (laughs) I will tell you, growing up in the islands and also having um, African heritage from Nigeria, those views especially you don't you don't hear the the a lot of the positive views simply because the understanding is limited and there isn't any awareness but for for this particular situation with you this movie um it really created an eye-opening experiences experience for you
1: it really did it did so um yeah that's that that that's where my lens was changed I was like okay I have to really now be open-minded I can't just judge from my limited knowledge or exposure how does this now influence the
0: fact that you're raising two beautiful black boys in America um, and now you know having a deeper understanding of the lived experience here as a black person
1: you know um, that's a deep question because I had an experience with my son he's 20 now but this time he was um, 17, he was still in high school, just about finishing. And there's just one incident where um, his car broke down in one of the neighborhoods near the school. So he parked it by the side. At that point, we had three cars. So he had the one car, he parked it by the side and then he's uh, he's an avid basketball player. So he wanted to go to the gym to practice and he had parked it by the side and it was one of those where we were like, okay, fine, we'll deal with it tomorrow. So he took my car drove by and apparently there was um, what they call the California Highway Patrol and a towing company that was by the car because it was in one of the neighborhoods I guess someone reported it. So he he drove by and instead of stopping to say you know no this is our car we we're going to deal with it he drove by and came back home and he was like in a panic. Hey, mom, guess what? They're taking the cars. I'm like, you just let them take it. Cause I'm thinking that's gonna be money, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. But he's thinking, I'm not going to stop. So I'm like, what What do you mean? So he goes, oh my gosh, that's like a, a cop. I'm not gonna stop with a cop mm. there. But that was around the time you have all this stop, you know, the news people stop police stopping. African-American. So he was coming from, I'm a black guy in this neighborhood, stopping. I don't want to get arrested. I don't want to get shot. And that to me was like, oh my goodness. You know, that was my like, oh wow, we're, we're living in America. He's seeing what Americans go through. And he's an American, but in my head I've always said, you know, you're African. You know, that's, you know, but that was where I was like, okay, I'm raising black kids in America. And that's when I was like, I'd never had that deep conversation, you know, when the police stop, you do this and that, because I never thought, I don't know, for some reason, I just never thought it's a big deal. But that was where I was like, this is the lived experience. And now I have a a 10 year old as well so we have to start having those conversations with them and i feel like you know that's where i can connect on a deeper level as well because i'm having to experience it through having those kids and having gone through those experiences to me i was like i think even though you're like okay i understand the experience because it wasn't that close to home until i realized that i'm raising a black child here. So I have to be more aware of what's going on and educate the kids as well about how to keep themselves safe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And 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 they're American. Yeah. Yes. yes. They are American. Yeah. So so <laughs> I, I know, I know this is so um like delicate because you, sometimes that whole connection around your children, you know, you have your uh, Malawian culture, but mm-hmm. they're also living here. And they've been born here and they've been raised here. And so being able to embrace the intersection of both uh, cultures is something that I I feel will just help them to grow and to develop and really embrace all of who they are. Because if we say, you know what, you're only one and the truth is you're both, it is like we're almost uh, setting them up to feel uh, bad about part of who they are. And I know I had to really embrace this with my two boys, um, because this is where we live. This is uh, who we are. And this is a part of our entire lived experience. So I just say thank you for sharing that, because it's something that I know many of our listeners experience and go through, like, you know, you're, you're not this, you're not that. So I want to thank you so much for that conversation and, and, and sharing around that. I want to switch a little bit of gears now um, because I want to really kind of talk on it from the aspect of the the clinical side, because you are an expert in all things public health, epidemiology, and in your workspace, how do you see these biases or beliefs playing out?
1: So, you know, it's in a way it's different because I think where I am um, and where we're based, we have majority we don't we don't get to see a lot of um black patients or black people coming into the hospital but i think it was initially when i first came it was um not not even biases it was just the different experience i have an accent so (laughs) it'll be like you know oh what are you saying where you from that kind of things i never took it to be a big deal and so for me it was like i guess i'm so open-minded that i'm like oh it's not really a big deal yes i have an accent i'm from africa i always i still to this point uh, i'm like the way that we were brought up with um, my parents was that we are African, you know, home is home. That was always the thing back back home, even though we lived in different countries it was always like home is home, which is Malawi to them. They always made us live in a way that, you know, you always go back home. So I've always really attached to my heritage and been proud of who I am. So when I'm at work, um it's it's an opportunity for me to educate as well because I I think, I don't know whether it is just because people in healthcare in general are more open to the experiences of other cultures because they have to cover that in school. So I've never had too much of having to explain where I'm from, but there's, you know, opportunity to educate. I call it as an opportunity to educate where biases are concerned. Especially from um, the African perspective, because you do get some comments that are just best out of ignorance, and like, "Oh, you know, I know so and so they're from Nigeria. do you know them?" So I'm like, "No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness,
0: I tell you that one is a common one, right?" <laughs> Do you know someone from an
1: entirely different country? Exactly. Um. <laughs> so those those are the types of comments. So like for me, I just look at it like, no, it's like me saying, I know Sarah from Houston. Do you know her? Because I mean like look at it from I I, I look at it like, you know, you have to look at it as a physical space. It's such a big continent and the countries are so far removed. So we, we don't know each other and we, you know, we speak different languages and so on and so forth. And most people are very open to like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. And uh, as long as I can educate one person, I'm like, okay, that's a win for me because oh. it is through that. Because if you don't know, you don't make the effort to learn. It's hard to then understand where other people are coming from. So that's where I always try and put myself in their shoes and say, okay, I also didn't know. So they don't know. And, um, I try and look at it from love rather than hate and say, okay, it's, it's best out of ignorance and not necessarily that they're coming from a place of hate. This and is I think so just good. being nursing, I have to be that open-minded and just treat every person as in, an anti- individual and just empathize.
0: This is really, really good. I, oh, I like that connection between, you know, the empathy in your work, um, the empathy in your work as a nurse in dealing with patients and now expanding that understanding and empathy to just making sure that you understand the experiences of others and also that others understand your experiences as well. So this has been so fabulous, Fatsani. And I want to just ask this final question to you. So for those Uh, people who aren't aware and who are curious or maybe not interested in in finding out about other cultures and their practices and beliefs. I mean, what advice would you give? Because right now we are in a time period of shift and, and change, and especially as we are talking about connecting and building bridges between Black people worldwide, what advice would you give to people to have better understanding of, of each other?
1: So I think for me, it's that thing of having empathy and just seeing the other person's humanity. Don't see color, see them as a human being because we are all humans. We, still, we all have blood running through our veins. It doesn't matter what color we are, where we're coming from. We are all experiencing life differently. And I think just having that openness to be open and listen to the other person. Because don't dismiss based on, and I think that's where the problem is. People are so dismissive because they don't want to hear it. So, I mean, like a big thing right now with, you know, with with Black Lives Matter and everything else, and then you've got COVID as well. And I think I saw one thing that really expressed um, something very clearly to me. It was like, you know, when you see a sign that says, no mask don't come in that kind of thing think about it from and you hate that because you don't want to wear your mask i mean but then think about it when there was like no blacks allowed you know you're hating just putting on a mask but this was a a time in life where blacks couldn't go into certain spaces if you don't like that so much why can't you understand that this this is something people went through and this is something that they experienced and are experiencing, just be open to it because you have things that you don't like about life or you don't like about things. That doesn't necessarily mean someone should just dismiss it because they don't want to hear or learn about it. So don't be dismissive, be open to learning and come from, just listen and empathize because that's the only way we can move ahead as humanity. The problem is that people don't want to listen. People don't want to acknowledge that people have experienced this but don't dismiss other people's experiences because they're the ones that experienced it not you so that is the one thing i can say well
0: this has been wonderful and i mean i i just want our listeners to hear the the wisdom in your stories your experiences here um because the thing is what i'm hearing is that we we, we really have to seek to understand You know, we have to seek to understand. Fatsani said, don't compare your experiences to others' experiences. Share your teaching. When you learn something new about someone's history, share it with others, especially if you're aware that they also hold that belief that is divisive or dismissive. Share your teaching. Because really, and truthfully, how we are learning about different beliefs A lot of the times the media informs it the same way that it informed your son on how he should feel. It informed uh, others on how they should feel towards Black Americans in your specific case as well. So don't be dismissive. Seek to understand. Don't compare and share your story with others when you are learning about new cultures and new experiences. So Fatsani, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners find you? And connect with you so
1: i'm on the different social medias i'm on facebook as fatsani dogani phd i am on instagram as fatsani dogani i have a website dot um www.fatsani dogani.com and i'm also on linkedin as fatsani dogani so i am on all those different um uh, social media handles and uh, i post occasionally here and there on different things about life <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Well, you guys heard it for yourself. You learned from the doctor on your own. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. And everyone for listening, thank you once again for listening to the Bridge to You podcast. Make sure that you let us know what you learned about this experience that Fatsani shared with us. Let us know if you have a similar experience. Definitely subscribe and rate our show on Apple TV iTunes, Stitcher, or on my website. So thanks once again, and until next time, be well. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to You podcast. Visit Clear Communication Solutions.com or connect with me on LinkedIn, Monique Russell, or Instagram at Clear Communication Coach.